Hello, welcome to episode number 32 of Self-Improvement and Spirituality in Practice, Blooming with Gracie Hu. Today I'm going to talk about attitude and energy beyond the law of attraction. I don't know if you know this, but the law of attraction is a cosmic, universal law. A lot of people read about it, saw the movie The Secret and tried to put the principles into practice and saw no results. Why? Is there a secret behind the secret that no one has told? I have been studying how life works for decades and that is one of the reasons why I started studying astrology more than 30 years ago. I wanted to understand this destiny thing, whether it exists or not, how destiny is created and I came to some conclusions that I want to share with you, my dear listener, in this episode. What defines our energy and how our energy attracts people and situations in our life in practice? Because I'm all about practice, not theory. So this is going to be another episode where I will go deep in the subject. Gracie here, I've been a therapist for 19 years, an astrologer and an independent spiritualist from Brazil. I help people motivated by self-improvement to become their own gurus, to transform their reality consciously. How? Using their hidden inner powers. Because the cause of everything in your life is within you and to change the effects you need to work on the cause. Do you want to understand certain situations in your life and change your reality for the better? So stay here and let's have a conversation. The question is, if you understand how your reality is created, then you can do something to change it, to transform it, right? So you won't be a powerless victim of circumstances anymore or a powerless victim of destiny, karma, bad luck, or whatever people define what they cannot control. And by the way, there is another episode in my podcast number six, how your reality is created. Because there are many factors that interfere in this. I mentioned about 30 ones. And today's episode has to do with this. Because people talk a lot about the law of attraction and the techniques people try to put in practice to try to create a different and a better reality are about positive thinking, creative visualization, when you see yourself already going through certain situations or having certain things in your life and feeling like if it was already real in your life. But in practice, those techniques don't work for everybody because there are questions that go really beyond what was told on the surface. The universe works in terms of merit because it's like the saying goes, sowing is free but harvesting is mandatory. And in my opinion, in my point of view, merit is not about being a good person and doing good things for other people. And by acting like this, creating the conditions to receive good things in return in life. 
there is not this bargain with the universe, with a higher force. But many people like to believe in this, which I think is a kind of a childish view and interpretation of a divine force. If you are a good person, then God will recognize you and give you good things in your life and protect you. So your merit is to be a good person. But what I see in practice is that merit has much more to do with the vibrational conditions in which you find yourself. Of course, that doing good things for other people, being a good person is positive, but it is not enough. You can see so many good people out there who are suffering and having to face so many struggles in their lives, right? So in my opinion, as I said, merit has much more to do with the energy you have and the vibrational conditions in which you find yourself. The energy we emit is formed by the thoughts emotions and attitudes we have. So see, it's much beyond only your thoughts and emotions. I always say that if positive thinking, positive thoughts were enough, there would be much more millionaires in the world. So positive thoughts and positive emotions are not enough in terms of creating a good reality. There's something that people don't talk about, but it's very important in defining our energy and consequently what we attract. It's our attitudes, inner attitudes. So thoughts, emotions and attitudes that we feed and vibrate at every moment, they form our energy and of course they vary throughout the day. Especially our thoughts, so many cross our mind in just one day, right? In just one hour. So, depending on what we think and feel, a vibration is created that tunes us to a certain frequency. In practice, we are biomagnetic devices that emit and receive energy. And we can change with the use of our will the signals that we send. The point is that most of the time people are not aware of the frequency at which they vibrate and the consequence of that, which is of course the attunement with similar energy range that will connect and add to their energy field. If what is emitted is positive, that's fine. However, if you are in a negative frequency, the tendency is to get worse. Everything that is attracted is a consequence of the very energy that is created and projected. So, for the purpose of more meaningful and less common events, consider the fields, the energy fields that are maintained with the most intensity for the longest time, your dominant energy, as to speak. The more you keep a specific kind of energy in yourself because of your thoughts, feelings and inner attitudes, the more it will get intense and dominate the superficial variations of energy that you have with your daily thoughts. So those fields, the more intense ones, they create a magnetic aura around us that connects us with equivalent frequencies 
And since energy has no physical or dimensional distance, and what do I mean with dimensional? We have different planes in the universe. We are incarnated in the physical plane. There is the astral plane where we go when in astral projection or when we eventually die, we will live in the astral plane. There is the mental plane, so different dimensions. And since energy has no physical or dimensional distance, it is this connection with a certain vibrating range that attracts and precipitates circumstances and events in line with our emission, in addition to attracting people in the same tune as well, of course. The thoughts that we incorporate as true, those to which we give more importance, determine our way of acting. There's a difference between the behavior we have with other people, our actions, and what we have with us, our attitudes. In general, we treat others well, especially when we have an interest of some kind. And as I always say, human beings are moved by interests and conveniences and vanity also. So, in general, we treat others well and act as our worst enemies. Many people treat others much better than they treat themselves. They put others first, do everything for other people because they want to be accepted, liked, recognized and whatever. And the inner attitude has to do with this. How you treat yourself deep inside. It's much deeper than what you think about yourself, your thoughts and your emotions, how you feel about yourself. The negative attitudes are those that sabotage us and we only sustain them because deep down we believe illusory that others are more worthy of respect and consideration than ourselves. We put ourselves down and praise others. We give our best to other people and feed our inner critic. You know, if you are too critical with yourself, too intolerant with yourself, then you will be more likely to have this tendency to try to please other people all the time to be accepted by them because you don't accept yourself. So that inner attitude that you have with yourself is much more important than your thoughts and your feelings. And that's why just thinking and feeling positively is not enough in terms of creating a good or a better reality for yourself. What really counts and what is not said out there is your inner attitude. So the consequence of maintaining both positive and negative attitudes is that they define our energy which in turn influences the reaction of others and of life towards us. That is, the treatment we receive from them depends on what we give ourselves or on our inner attitude, not on our outward acts. So, in practice, it doesn't matter what you do to other people and your intentions when you try to help them, for example, when you give your best to them, your act doesn't count really if your energy is not aligned with those acts. If you have a bad attitude with yourself and your energy is negative, 
no matter how hard you try to please other people, their reaction to you will be negative in terms of uh, not recognizing you, ignoring you, or disrespecting you somehow. And that will be the same reaction that life will have, always according to the energy you are vibrating. And we have to consider that it all starts with the activities in our mind. Everything starts with a thought and the importance that you give to that thought or not. I always say importance is like yeast. The more you put it, the more it grows. So the more importance you put in an idea, in a concept, in a thought, the more it will grow inside of you and become an inner attitude, which is more powerful than a belief or a limiting belief. So the point here is positive thinking in itself doesn't make a person any better and doesn't make their existence any better also. What really makes a difference is the identification with the concept, which is similar to wearing the idea on your own body. And that's what attitude is about, is really wearing that idea in yourself. It's useless, for example, for someone to keep repeating to themselves that they are intelligent, capable, beautiful, or whatever. That's useless if they do not really feel that way. Only when the individual concludes in their mind, it really is, this is true giving importance to the thought and accepting it as valid. That is really believing in it. So that's when they incorporate that thought, that concept, and it becomes an attitude, which is their rule of procedure or point of view in relation to certain people, things, or life situations. And the attitude is already the cause that generates the effect it's not necessary, in fact, an action to put the gears in motion. Meaning, it's not necessary an action to cause a reaction, because the energy already produces a reaction. So, having an inner attitude will define a certain energy, and that is enough to produce a reaction to attract things and people to your life. You don't have to do anything externally. You don't need an action to cause a reaction or effects because you are emanating energy all the time, right? So you are already creating effects, things, situations in your life right now, even without knowing it. This is an automatic and unconscious process. Actually, our unconscious is creating our reality all the time based on not only our energy, but our beliefs, inner beliefs and inner attitudes. And more than this, I have to add another thing that is sabotaging subpersonalities. And there are other episodes in my podcast explaining how a sabotaging sub is created, how it works, and giving 14 examples of sabotaging subs that I could identify in my work as a therapist and astrologer. There are many more, but uh, those were the ones that I thought would be more interesting to present to you. So we have forces and intelligences in our unconscious and they are responsible for creating our reality. They are acting when our conscience is 
is sleeping. When we shut down to sleep to our unconscious never stops. And what's in there is the stuff that our inner forces use to create our reality. So see, what you do in your external life, your acts, is not so decisive in creating your reality. Whether or not to place importance on a thought is a choice, of course. And like everything you do, it has consequences. Therefore, it's essential to pay attention to the processes of the mind in order to select well the seeds that are planted. So how do you feed your mind? What kind of things you give importance to in terms of ideas, concepts that comes from other people, from the world or the news? What do you feed your mind with? This is very important because all the content that you value, you give importance, will make a difference in creating your reality. It works like this. The person has an experience and comes to a conclusion about it or receives a concept or a format from outside, from other people, society, religion, whatever. The more he gives importance to the thought, like thinking, oh, it really is like this, or oh, that person is right, or oh, this is true, this is important. So the more you give importance to a thought and incorporate it, making use of it and adopting it in your behavior, the more it takes root and intensifies the corresponding attitude. The power to give importance records an impression on the subconscious that is transformed into software to produce reality. Each person programs their own autopilot with the degree of importance they give to the products of the mind. To deprogram a conditioning, it's necessary to apply a proportional importance to the opposite concept or simply come to believe that that is nonsense, it's not true. So basically, it doesn't matter for how long have you been believing in something, giving importance to an idea that became a belief in your mind. What really counts in changing your software, changing your beliefs, is the amount of importance that you give to the opposite. Many people think that uh, money is a bad thing because it can corrupt people. Actually, money is neutral. It's how people deal with it that makes the difference in terms of character, right? But if you think that something is bad, of course, your unconscious will prevent you from that thing to protect you. So this is a simple example. People who think that money is a bad thing, of course, they will have a life with a lot of limitations in terms of money, right? So to change that limiting belief, there are two ways to do this. Either you put more importance to the opposite idea, which is, in this case, money is a good thing because it allows you to have more comfort, freedom and peace in your life. That's how I see it. And another thing that can be done, you can simply come to believe that that idea is nonsense. It's not true. And of course, this new attitude, this new point of view will take some willpower and discipline from your part to reprogram your unconscious software. The thing is, changing the attitude, the energy changes. 
and consequently the situations, circumstances and even people one attracts. It's really working on the cause to change the effects. So if the cause is a negative attitude or a sabotaging sub, just practicing positive thinking is not enough to change the effects or your reality. And how can you know what's the real cause of the struggles you are going through in your life, the patterns you are always attracting in terms of situations and people? Well, this is one of my specialties, to identify the cause and work on it, to change the effects and transform reality. And that's something that I cannot teach here in this episode, of course, but uh, just for you to know that there is always a way to solve a situation. The attitude is so decisive that often, as it's easy to see, the individual doesn't need to move a finger and what he wants comes easily to him. And people call this lucky, but uh, really, there's an invisible mechanism acting in life. Or the individual works hard for something and cannot get it because his attitude is not appropriate to obtain it. Not that personal effort in the world is not important. Of course it is. The effort to study, to improve is always good. After all, life is movement and improvement, right? But the right attitude makes it enormously easier, while the wrong attitude makes it very difficult, even canceling all the applied effort. So see, attitude is very important and much more powerful than just positive thoughts and creative visualization. So see, that's why those techniques people learn when they study the law of attraction don't work for them because there is something deeper and more powerful that has an influence in creating, transforming reality, the inner attitude, which will define our main energy, our dominant energy in a specific situation. And talking about energy, we feel the energy on a subtle level with the sixth sense, like when someone says something and we know they are lying, for example, or being false to please us or to feed our own vanity. Of course, there is intuition. It may be the case, your intuition warning you. But somehow, in this case, we can feel an energy of falsity along with words and gestures. It's the same thing when someone praises us and we feel a good energy of affection. Everyone is able to feel the energy behind the words, especially animals and small children who don't know yet how to speak nor understand what we say. But somehow they feel our energy and react to it. That is also why intonation is so important. One thing is you reading the words coldly. Another thing is hearing them in a harsher or sweeter voice tone. It makes all the difference because of the energy behind the words. Not only other people, but animals and plants can feel our energy too. Others react accordingly to our energy and we are treated by them according to our vibrating frequency at the moment or our dominant energy patterns. We receive as we vibrate, that is, They, other people, react to our energy in an unconscious and automatic way. In fact, the magnetic 
field around us created by the energy that we emanate extends to everything we project a psychological possession on, such as things and animals, meaning your energy is projected to everything that you have. Everything will be affected by your energy and will reflect it. Especially small kids and animals. They are very affected by the energy of their dominant parent or owner. Acting like a magnet, this vibrational field naturally and instantly attracts or repels what is in tune or not with it. Therefore, if an individual has a problem with his car computer or cell phone, for example, it is worth a further investigation in himself to see the attitude corresponding to the fact. Negative fields attract negativity, meaning bad events, and positive fields don't. Simple and easy to understand, right? However, in practice, there are countless ways for someone to become negative. The same goes for the circumstances that we attract into our life. For example, if you live in a war inside, whether with yourself or with the world, always angry or rebelling yourself against something or someone, if you live in that war state inside, emanating an energy of contrariety, you can only attract contrarieties in your life. So, in practice, your things always get stuck, others always criticize you and show ill will, and your body will always malfunction. It's not because you deny or ignore something that it ceases to exist, and one thing is a fact. You create your reality, have or not aware of it. So, the most sensible and intelligent thing is to be aware of this and pay attention. Observe the relationship between your inner state and your outer life. Really paying attention to the effects and relating them to your inner attitudes. What you are doing inside of you that is being reflected in those circumstances around you in your life. Those people who have no respect for themselves, don't value themselves and are always asking for the opinion of others. They don't have the conditions to be respected by them because they put others first. So, of course, they won't be first in their own lives and won't have an energy of being that important. So, their life is always invaded by people saying what they should do and how they should do something. Everyone feels to have the right to interfere and give an advice in addition to abusing their goodwill. And what is behind this? The person gives a lot of importance and consideration to others and little to himself, right? So, his energy is of devaluation and, as a result, is devalued by others insofar as he treats himself as less important. If he is constantly cancelling himself before others, the effect is to go unnoticed, to arrive invisible to a place and leave it transparent, not to be noticed, remembered or considered by other people. After all, he turned off his own light. So see how your energy affects how people treat you. 
I'm talking about self-responsibility. You cannot blame other people for treating you in a way that you didn't expect or you didn't want. So it doesn't matter what you do to them. What really counts is your energy, your inner attitude, because people will react to you according to this unconsciously, unless they stop and feel guilty of not treating you right, so they will do an effort to act in a different way. But the first reaction is very unconscious and based on our energy. And we are just the same when we react to other people. Someone can come to you talking nicely in a sweet way and you can just feel irritated and you can question yourself and feel guilty. Why am I feeling this way with this person? Because they are so nice, they are polite, asking me nicely. It's your unconscious reaction to that person's energy. So don't feel guilty when you have a not so good reaction to someone, especially if it's someone that you like, but at that moment, maybe their energy is not good, maybe they're negative with themselves. On the other hand, and following the same principle, those who have a very good concept about themselves, which includes self-possession, and self-possession or self-mastery is the subject of another episode in my podcast, number 26, the most important lesson for everyone. It's worth to listen to it. So, those with an attitude of self-worth vibrate in a different range and, of course, they will attract value because they value themselves. This can come as money, gifts, sincere compliments, acts of consideration, kindness, recognition, professional promotion, valuable relationships, or they can attract an expected discount on a purchase, for example. When you save money with a discount, it's like receiving more money to buy that thing, right? Or those people can attract valid knowledge when they need the most. A sudden idea comes to their mind or they receive that solution suddenly looking at something on the internet or in a book, for example. Always positive things they are attracting because they are vibrating with a positive inner attitude. So see how that positivity with you by itself already drives away negative things, negative people and negative situations from your way. Because like attracts like. So if your dominant energy field is positive, it will automatically not only attract positive things in your life, people and situations, but will automatically drive away negative stuff. On a day when you are down, for example, more discouraged, irritated, negative and feeling bad about yourself due to excess of self-criticism especially, notice the reaction of other people with you, how they react with irritation, bad will, maybe lack of respect, whatever. On the other hand, if you are very well, happy, positive and confident, and there is no need for a special reason for that. After all, you are like this at your best. 
when you are at your best you are positive right you are happy so in this moment in that good day notice that the treatment is quite different from other people and even lucky situations you can attract so in reality each one of us lives in a different reality even people who live in the same city because each one has a head that produces a suitable personal scenario and as energy has no distance as i said before it doesn't matter whether the contact is in person or not if you think of someone your energy will go to that person and vice versa when feeling it the reaction is instinctive and can be of sympathy affection and even longing or irritation anger and contempt for example that is why it sometimes happens that you call someone, they answer and say, oh, I was just thinking about you now. Because before you pick up the phone, you already thought about them. And if the other person is mentally busy at the time, that is, with a known receptive mind, it is as if your thought was orbiting around them. And there is a name for that. It's thought form, like an email in the inbox waiting to be read. When the other person gets calmer in their mind, they will receive the message and think of you too. And another thing, your energy arrives before you when thinking about meeting someone or going somewhere. Actually, we are much more affected by energies than we imagine. Whether they come from the environment, from other people, incarnated or not, or generated by ourselves with our thoughts and feelings. And yes, negative energy does waste. It bothers, puts pressure, causes imbalances, and even pain. Let me give you an example. I rarely have a headache, and when that happens, I soon suspect that it is some bad load that I have tuned in with or that I pick it up without realizing it. Even if I didn't go out, if I'm just quiet in my place, when I rarely feel a headache, I immediately disidentify myself from it. That is, I tell myself that it is not mine and I send it away willingly saying this is not mine because this is negative this will go away back to the place or the person that it came from it doesn't matter i just use my will to give this order to my body to send that negative energy away so what happens the pain disappears as if by magic, which proves that in fact it was not organic but caused by a negative energy from outside. In practice, any pain that doesn't go away with the use of medication or body therapy like massage, acupuncture, is because it probably doesn't have a physical but an energetic origin. In fact, in my practice as a therapist, I have seen cases of chronic pain that disappear right after a process of awareness. It consists of the person coming into contact with their own body to identify the source of the disharmony. And believe me, we have a body intelligence independent of our conscious will, so much so that even in sleep our organism continues to work normally and keep everything working. So, if we stop to ask our body something and pay attention, 
it will respond through sensations or mental impressions like memories of people or places, especially those that have impressed us negatively to the point of having absorbed a certain energy that caused us discomfort or even suffering. But if you try to ask your body where this uncomfort is coming from, if you are connected to someone, if you have someone's energy or whatever in your body, if you try to ask your body and don't see anything in your mind, any image, don't feel anything in your mind, don't get any response, zero, and that's probably because you are extremely mental and rational and has only one head without the rest underneath. <laughs> Because rational people tend to be so identified with their own head, their own mind, that they just forget and don't pay attention to the rest of their body. So they don't have a real connection with their body, their physical body, and their instinctive intelligence, that force in their unconscious, that rules their body. And what to do in this case, if you try to talk to your body and got no response? Well, you can contact me because there are ways to improve this connection. That's one of the things that I do. I access your unconscious intelligence to put you in contact with it. And then it's up to you to establish and build a good relationship with your unconscious forces. One thing very important to mention here. It's also quite common for someone to get someone else's load, either out of pity or for assuming a responsibility that is not theirs or that is too much. Like that holy creature, usually women, who deliberately and voluntarily decides to carry their family on their back. Have you ever seen controlling people, centralizing people who treat relatives, especially children, but not necessarily their children and the elderly as incapable and dependent somehow? The burden they carry is not only psychological, it's also energetic and weighs on their backs. And there's no massage, acupuncture, pain patch or medicine to solve it. Why? Because the cause is the person's attitude, which makes them pick up a heavier package than they can carry or they need to carry and often unnecessarily because they are driven only by the vanity of being good or a hero in the family, in their community. So, because they are so open to help anyone, to take care of anyone, because they have this vanity of, uh, it can be a spiritual vanity of being good in God's eyes. So they are so open to other people that they, like a sponge, absorb other people's energy. And what kind of energy has someone who is not good, who is in need of help? Negative energy, of course. So that's the energy those good people are getting, absorbing to themselves, other people's negative energy. And there's also another important issue to consider, the egregor. It's the set of thoughts, feelings and energies produced and exchanged in a group of people. If someone vibrates at that frequency, they automatically tune into that astral or collective unconscious. Because the collective unconscious is the sum of all the people in the planet. It forms the astral. 
So that person, in addition to adding their energy to the astral or the collective unconscious, they start to be influenced by the egregor that is stronger, which intensifies their state. So vibrating sadness or anger, for example, is quite detrimental in what it can add in negative, attracting similar circumstances. Imagine a person who becomes depressed. When tuning into this range of depression, they automatically connect with all the depressive people on the planet, incarnated and disincarnated. Yes, that's huge. They will get worse than they were at first because it's like a drop of water in an ocean. They lose their individuality and become part of the whole. That is also why it's so difficult for many people to quit an addiction, for example, or a negative and harmful behavior such as complaining, being easily irritated, feeding fears and insecurities, worrying too much about the opinion of others. The collective unconscious has a force that subdues the person, dominating them. So the more you stay in a specific negative state and the more you feel that state with your emotion really going deep in it, feeling, not only thinking, acting, um, behaving negatively, but also feeling negative feelings inside of you. The more you stay in this state, the more you will be connected with that negative frequency involving the collective, all the people in the planet incarnated and disincarnated. And the harder will be for you to get out of that state. The connection between different beings obtained in this way varies according to the duration and intensity of the vibration. And in order to cut the link, it's necessary to stop the emission. That is, to stop sustaining that attitude and eliminate it completely from you. Excluding the cause, the effect is excluded. So see, again, self-responsibility. Everything in your external life, everything you attract is aligned with what you are emanating. The cause of everything is within you. So another example, suppose several separate people emitting a strong energy of violence in their auras, which can even be an attitude of violence towards themselves through severe criticism, punishments, mistreatments. If all of them meet, they add their vibrations and potentiate the effect for the cause they are generating, and the group may suffer joint violence, such as an accident or attack, for example. You have many people vibrating the same energy of violence, so when they meet, they are together, it grows to the point of them causing or attracting or experiencing the same violent situation. In these cases, it's not a question of rescuing collective karma, it's just synchronicity. Beings on the same vibrating frequency, adding their individual shares and precipitating an event that has to do with that type of energy. Like when charged clouds meet in the sky and precipitate a stronger rain over a certain place. 
The magnetic attraction based on energy between people occurs by affinity which can be positive or negative. Even your family, people you met when you were born, you were attracted to them by affinities, positive or negative. Not necessarily they were your family or people you met in a previous a past life. No, they can be total strangers. But somehow you were attracted to those people by affinities. And what is positive affinity? It's based on qualities or tastes like both of you like music, for example. And what is negative affinity? Weak points like you and the other person being stubborn or proud. This magnetic attraction occurs in three ways. Between opposites, people who in appearance are opposites, but actually they manifest different and opposite degrees of the same polarity. Everything in the universe is based on a polarity, positive and negative. So you can be manifesting a positive degree of a polarity and uh, you have someone in your life that acts in a different degree in the same polarity. So in appearance, you look opposite, but you are not actually. And another way that the magnetic attraction can occur is between affines. Individuals in approximate or similar degrees of the same polarity. They are not opposite. And between complementary ones. When one has already developed virtues or qualities that the other lacks and together they make a harmonic and functional set. So one complements the other. In practice, the phenomenon of attraction is unconscious, meaning the soul of each one seeks that being that has to do with the individual's current learning needs. It's a very subtle process in which, in cases of affective and or sexual involvement, physical attraction plays an important role at first, like a bait that one bites willingly. So at the first moment, you can feel a strong physical attraction for someone, and that is enough for you to want to have something with them, try to have a relationship or build a more lasting and meaningful relationship. But when, with time, you realize that love is not enough, because maybe you are so different or you will experience challenges in your relationship because your soul put in your way someone, an instrument that was more functional for you to learn some specific lessons that you needed to learn in order to evolve. And you had no idea at the first moment, you just felt that strong attraction to that person. Yes, it's ironic, I know. <laughs> But uh, what's important for life is that you will learn the lessons that you need to evolve. So, the law of attraction for people with similar energies is behind the phenomenon of synchronicity. Because there is no coincidence or chance in the universe. There is order. And something I like to add to this subject. Bathing is a matter of physical cleanliness, right? People take shower every day, or at least they should, to get clean, right? But the energetic cleansing is just as important, in my opinion, even to have a more peaceful and restful sleep at the end of a busy day, or after a more heated discussion with someone that left you with an unpleasant feeling. 
I always do a cleansing in those cases or any other where I feel the need or desire. And it's something very simple. Actually, I do this every night before I go to sleep. It's the last thing that I do. I cleanse myself from the energy of other people and places if I went to any eventually or things that I saw on the internet or on the news. I just give this order to my body, my unconscious intelligence in my body to send back the energy of other people, places and even everything from the astral, the collective unconscious. I give this order to my body to send it back to where it came from. So I don't carry energy from other people, places or the astral in myself. Actually, I do self-therapy every day, all day, by really paying attention to the thoughts, the ideas, the images or any subject content that comes from outside, from the world or people, the news, the internet. I really have filters in my ears and in my mind and I don't give importance to what is negative, to what is dramatic and I really take good care of myself in terms of energy because as I said, everything that I give importance to and that I nurture and feed in myself will be the stuff that my unconscious forces will use to create my reality. So, of course, this subject is very interesting, complex, and there's a lot of things to be said. And actually, this could be a whole course, but I just wanted in this episode to shed some light in terms of how your reality is created. The thing is much more complex than putting in practice those techniques from the law of attraction. It's not only positive thinking and creative visualization, it's about your inner attitudes, the content in your unconscious that you gave so much importance to so far that is really affecting your reality because it's what formed your software, your unconscious program that is running inside of you in autopilot mode and is affecting, creating your reality, attracting people and circumstances. The only way to change the effects is working on the cause. So that's why positive thinking is not enough. If you're trying hard and you are not getting results in your life, good results you want, if you are feeling stuck in the reality you are experiencing in your life and you really want to know the real cause, to work on it and change something, transform something, and you don't know how to do it alone, you can contact me. Actually, I offer free enlightenment calls on my website where people can book that call with me but i'm not talking about this today because i offered this free call many times before in other episodes so if you didn't book your call so far maybe you are not so interested right in really knowing your main challenges and lessons in this life what you're here to learn so it's up to you Maybe you are not mature enough, maybe you are not ready for that deep knowledge, um, whatever. You are responsible for yourself, for your life, so you can do whatever you want. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so that's it for today. Stay well and we'll talk again in the next episode.